Well met. This has been Broad, and you're watching Born to be Cosmo. <laughs> oh, snap. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Born to be Cosmo, the twice monthly podcast where we talk about all things Marvel Snap, or more frequently if we feel like it. <laughs> and uh, I think this this episode today is an impromptu one, because, um, uh, well, you know, Snap, you can say a lot of things about Snap, but one thing you can't say is it's dull or uneventful. There's always <laughs> something happening. And today we received an OTA, or over-the-air, balance patch. And, well, we thought it warranted an episode to discuss. And and I think that, that this is the thing that, that I struggle with with Snap, is that it's like, we're going to talk about the OTA today, but by this time next week, there will have been another balance update that promises to be almost equally as large as this one kind of i i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say that we just know more is happening basically okay all right fair enough um but you know this change could get lost in that conversation and there's a lot going on here so um yeah how are you guys doing how are you feeling about the auspicious news we received today i can sum it up with uh with one photo here you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like six five are you joking me like let's just make it a six two just because like why not it'd be ironic yeah. to just flip the stats right i mean it's they, so stupid <laughs> i they wanted can't... to buff lizard and and uh and silk right this is a lizard and silk buff <laughs> it's crazy to me how like th- this can't even beat a couple of one drops anymore i don't i don't understand the rationale op uh, so that for anyone listening to the audio version it's that picture from the simpsons stop stop he's already dead like this galactus nerf has just floored me like i wish that they had never printed the card I, because it, i like i bought so many variants for it i bought a new one last week and like now the the card is is giga like unplayable at at, at five attack come on they said they wanted it where it was before, and that was definably the garbage. Uh, you know, they they like to say their internal stats stay otherwise, but I think those internal stats aren't really an accurate representation of the experience a lot of us have, because those internal stats are accounting for portions of the player base who are much more casual, who I imagine Galactus is, even when it's bad, is probably at least still a little okay of, because... A lot of people just play Snap as a silly little phone game and aren't thinking about, oh, well, I have to play around this, this, and this. And so they lose to it sometimes and pumps the numbers. But anyone who played at a, I don't even want to say competitive, just like a remotely like skillful level, you, you can probably count on one, t- one hand the amount of times you saw Galactus in the last month before Alioth came out. Uh, so it's like... it. it their their words in the the patch notes I think said a lot to to me rather than just like normally you know we look at the numbers and whatnot but I really think there was some insight in what they said and I don't think it has been positive insight <laughs> I don't think learning these things I mean I guess I'm glad I know them but it doesn't make me feel happier to know them <laughs> I mean they, they they've um 
made comments in tweets and in uh, responses to inquiries on Discord that um, this is going to be their approach with the game, right? In a game where you yeah. don't have rotation, you need some kind of change and transformation. So it's almost like this is like every card is a living card, subject to be nerfed yeah. or buffed, at times not to balance the metagame, but to to shake it up. They said this directly. And it makes sense. They're going to curate metagames, and um, they're going to force it with um, you know significant uh, balance changes. Now... To me, I, I think that that's, that's a, a longer-term philosophical question. It's like Snap's main game mode is the equivalent to Hearthstone Twist. But, mm -hmm. you know, for right now, um, even in this context, I thought the justification for the Galactus nerf being its play rate is too high was kind of rich because it was based on the data we have, about 10%, whereas the card that didn't get touched directly, and let's be fair, the indirect touches were kind of light um you know low-key sitting at 20 percent play rate so i mean if you're gonna try and rationalize it like i'd almost rather them just come out and say like yeah we don't want this card to be good so we killed it it's just based on how we want the game experience to be suck it up guys rather than saying well it had a 10 percent play rate so that's too high so you know and it's like okay well it's 20 too high i guess i just you know i i get that that it's not easy to communicate these things but i think that that it's hard to build trust um, when when you can kind of see through the, the the situation. Here's I have the the patch notes up. It says we expected Alioth to find a fast home in Galactus Galactus decks, which wasn't a problem in and of itself. Exciting new cards shouldn't hit the cutting room floor because existing cards might like them too much, especially if that card is Galactus. The whole reason we reworked him was to give us a knob that we could rein him in. Given his metrics spiked well outside our acceptable range for over a week, we're taking a harder line with this change than usual based on the impact we need. We liked Galactus right where he was before Alioth, so that's our target range for his performance. Forty-nine point nine percent win rate. <laughs> well, blue. Let's you know not remember. According to internal statistics, nerdage, uh, that he has a positive win rate and cube rate. So uh, you're wrong. <laughs> no, it, it's just it, it's it's dumb. And I think that they created. I, I was talking about this earlier on stream. They created like Galactus's Pandora's box. There is never going to be a positive outcome for this card. Because they are very clearly saying they, and it's no surprise to anyone, that this card, because it is polarizing and because it affects the game in a unique and unlike any other card, they have a much lower tolerance for how played it is, right? For that popularity. Popularity is the number one metric for this card. I think it's their number one metric in general, but especially for Galactus, right? And the issue is... It's so polarizing because a very large group of people really, really like this unique thing that no other card lets them do. And on the flip side, if you don't, if you aren't one of those people who really, really like it, you absolutely detest it. And there are a few people in the middle. I think like me and Blue are kind of two of those people. Like I'm not, I, I feel like I've joined the Galactus side more because I, I dislike the complaints about it more than I like the card. Um, but I think the point stands that anytime this card gets a boost or like another card that makes it a bit better, even if it's like a 1% or 2% increase in win rate, 
the play rate's going to skyrocket because people want to play that card. The demand is there to play this card. Isn't and people it gonna... are going to take any chance they can get to play the card. So this is going to happen again. I'm calling it right now. We can look back at this in the future. This is going to happen again. Maybe not super soon, but looking at you know the cards we know in the next month or two. But it's going to happen again where some Dude. card is going to boost Galactus. And it's gonna the play rate will skyrocket even if it's not as impactful as Alioth is in this case. And I, they're gonna nerf it again. Yeah, How can I you think, even play think, it at at, yeah, at a so, six five? It's not like you, you the only way to even play it is you have to have like goblin on their side and then like green goblin and then put hobgoblin over there also. Like otherwise it's just not Cerebro. Cerebro or, makes it bigger. Yeah, Cerebro's been the memes. Um basically I think the way you have to approach Galactus now is you have to be a priority focus deck. That's like the only reasonable way to do well, it. I, I think that perhaps I don't know, is this is Galactus gonna survive in its current format, or is this just where they leave Galactus until an inevitable rework, right? Because that's that's the other way that you have a living card game live without rotation is you just completely change the cards. And I know that you've talked about the, that before, Zombie, saying that, well, people get attached to their cards, but, like, they've already butchered Galactus, like, so many times that this one feels like it's it's probably going to be reworked, if I no, had to guess. I no, disagree don't think so? pretty hard, mainly because their bar okay. for reworking a card is really, really high, and they basically said as such with Spider-Man... You because don't think Galactus rises to that threshold, though. I think they, I think they hate this card. I, I agree with Armor <laughs> in chat. No, I think that they should just admit that you know what we made a mistake with this card. Here's your six K tokens back, and poof, let them like just kill it. Well, they don't want to give people anything back. Right? Well, I know it, they what, wouldn't. What they sucks wouldn't. <laughs> is that is that this card has been nuked to oblivion, and we've all spent six K tokens on it because it was a big bad, and then we all got a whole mess of variants oh. for it, including a new one last week that just came out with the Dan Hip Shop takeover, and and now the card is like dead, dead, and so we're just like throwing money away at like I should know better than to buy Galactus anything at this point. But like, let, let me ask this. Um, yeah, I I. I think that they're going to, a lot of people like Galactus, right? So like, you know, I'm going to push back on, on, on your, your dissension zombies. I mean, a lot of people, like, there's a reason why the play rate is so high, even when it's mid, I, I'll be honest with you. You can't rework it without getting rid of the thing that people love and hate, right? If you rework it and it doesn't make one lane, it, it like the card is more dead than it is now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's not a good position to be in. And it, it's yeah. like, who wins in that situation if the card's already dead? Plus, the other thing we have to factor in here is they basically said reworking a card is essentially as much work f- for them as making a new card, and that gets even more compounded when visual effects are involved. Because mm-hmm. if they had to change the card, they would essentially have to scrap what's probably their flashiest visual effect in the entire game. And make a new one. And I just don't think they're willing to do that. Um, I, I think that they they have a belief that this card should exist, but it should be bad enough to where it's not popular. And that's where they want I, it to be. I, I mean, 
so so going back to your comment then nate like you know how does that make you feel about all those cool variants you invested in or or the game time that you invested in to get the boosters to upgrade the card probably feels like a bit of a betrayal no i'm just glad that i hit infinite with galactus before it got nerfed like at least i i, I had the pleasure of experiencing like the real galactus at least for a short time and uh but it's unfortunate. I mean, I like the card and I get that it's polarizing and a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. But in its current state, like, like I thought it was dead before and now it's dead, dead. Like, I just, I don't understand. It loses to the lizard. Like, are you joking me? Yeah. And, and the thing that's rich to me is like, uh, people have asked them like, hey, this feels really heavy handed. If it's too much, will you dial it back? And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. But no, they won't. Like, get out of here. The, the if they bump this to a 6-6, yeah, if they bump this to a 6-6, even if it didn't do very much, people would flock to it because it's any chance that's this is what's going to keep happening. It's you give Galactus enjoyers like the smallest bit of copium that it's better or viable and they're going to flock to it like moths to a flame it, and it's inevitable. It's, it's their fault for making the animation so cool. It's yeah, and the, it's it's and he goes kneel before Galactus. Like it's just rad. It's just rad. And there's it's no other way fault. to have an alternate win condition in Snap as of the time of recording this, right? Like every and that's what people love and what people hate about it is that it's a different. It's Exodia. It's it's a different way to win the game through non traditional means. And there's just not another card that does that right now. And I guarantee they're going to make another card that does that at some point, And it's going to be just as hated, even if it doesn't blow up too late. It wouldn't be as bad if this wasn't a, a big bad that was like six tokens. And then they pushed it through a, through a spotlight cash, you know? Yeah. And it feels like, and like imagine you're, you know, the Galactus main, that's your main thing you're playing. And you shelled out tokens or caches to get this Alioth, and you're not interested in the other decks that are using Alioth. Well, sucks to suck. I I guess it's a skill issue. I <laughs> shelled out all my all my spotlight caches trying to get the Kim Jacinto artwork, which I failed to get, mm -hmm. and ran out of spotlight caches, and it's now unplayable. Like <laughs> it's like it's just it's that scene in Office Space where they're like beating up the dead like fax machine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. It's it's just like it's so dead that it's not and I, one thing I, I that's don't really frustrating to me is like I feel like they're ignoring some of the conditions that led to Galactus's popularity too. Because on one hand, yes, if you give Galactus like any excuse to be relevant again, people are gonna flock to it. But the other thing is I think the way the metagame was at the time of Alios release people were looking for literally anything to play and beat Loki. And that just so happened to be Galactus because a lot of the other traditional options where you, a lot of the things that were good against Galactus, which were, you know, the, the good cards decks that just put out good stats to make it. So Galactus can't go off because it doesn't have enough power. Those decks were in the trash bin because of Loki. So it's like, I, it feels like they, this was set up in this way. I'm not saying they, they planned it this way. It's just how it worked out. Uh, with Loki, that it positioned this deck to be even better uh, that it would have been otherwise because the decks that are traditionally good against it were terrible against Loki. What do you and think? Loki was like 20% of the metagame or more. What do you think about this? Uh, 
well, we don't want to kill Alioth, so we're going to kill Galactus instead. Like, Yeah, well, a lot of people are mad about that. A lot of I people mean, are mad about that. Although yeah. I've seen Alioth played in quite a bit, actually. Uh, High Evo in particular, but like other stuff Well, the too. argument they have for it, and this I think is a reasonable argument, is if it's only overperforming in one deck, it makes sense to nerf that deck rather than nerf the card if it's doing fair things in other decks. And like, sure, I, I think that's a reasonable argument. It sucks that this is what it resulted in, but I do think it's a reasonable argument that, hey, if this card is not being a performance outlier in Evo or Move or regular Ramp or whatever other decks, Thanos, I mean, it's being played in a lot of decks. If it's not a performance outlier there, and, I mean, this card was the perfect Galactus card. Uh, I, I legitimately don't think you could design a better finisher for Galactus if you tried uh, than Alioth. So yeah, it's like, I get cool. it, but it's, it's just like, it, it's very unfortunate this is what it resulted in. And the you know what I find super interesting about all this is the fact that, and this speaks to the patch more broadly, right now, on the the snap discord uh you can react with emojis right to the posts and this patch has not gone over very positively now in the past i would say <laughs> not so much this month the loki month i think has been more controversial but previously like two or three months beforehand i think generally the reactions to the otas have been very positive um way more positive than negative for the most part uh but this month it has not been that positive. And this update today is probably the least positive of the bunch. We are currently sitting at 1,748 X emojis to 303 fire emojis. Uh, and that's not a great ratio. Um, <laughs> obviously, people are more likely to interact with something they're unhappy about than that they're happy about. So there's always going to be a little bit of bias there. But... I think that speaks to this patch managed to make more than just the people who liked Galactus upset. I think they actually found, uh, you know, it's kind of like that meme where it's like two uh, more people. I never disliked I never it since be... you said that. <laughs> yeah, they're just rolling in. I never thought I'd be fighting side by side with a Galactus main, and it's just a kitty player, and they're we're fighting against the the nonsense decisions made in this patch. And because like they nerfed Kitty too, right? And I think those are very those cards appeal to very opposite players generally. So like both those groups are mad. The yeah. buffs. Uh, the other thing is the buffs we got. I don't think are like I think they're fine, but they're not interesting enough to encourage people to experiment with new stuff right away. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people liked about the OTAs is that they open up the meta and they encourage different experimentation. And Squirrel Girl and Psylocke don't really do that. They're just kind of like not as bad cards anymore, which is great. I like pulled those cards. I'll probably mess around with Squirrel Girl Zoo with the new season. And I was playing Psylocke and Thanos today. But those one power buffs aren't moving the needle on. Oh, wow. This is the one piece I was missing for this new deck I want to try. It's just it's not the reality. Um, and I think the the Switzerland neutral ground here that I think more people are upset about this than I think anything in terms of just like the volume of people is the snow guard change. Oh, it's bad. They sold, Although... they reworked snow guard. They made it better. They made it appealing. They sold it. 
and now they're pulling it back. And, you know, it's fine if you overbuff a card and need to pull it back. That's going to happen sometimes. But the way that they're pulling it back is so absurdly stupid because they're basically acknowledging, hey, we get that Loki mainly plays Snowguard for the cards, but we don't really like that we're giving him these very efficient location control tools. So we're making them cost a bit more. But the crazy thing is, much like what they did to the collector, all this is doing is going to result in Snowguard is almost certainly not going to see play in almost any deck outside of Loki now, because they ruined the curve out with it. And having to play these cards for three is a lot less flexible for most decks that were pre previously playing it. Not to mention Loki can just with Quinjet play them for two still. Uh, so it's just like, it's a joke and it really sucks because people really liked Snowguard. I really like Snowguard. I played it in a bunch of different decks and now I'm, I'm just like, well, I guess that card goes back into the trash bin unless I want to play Loki. Cool. It's Another weird. card it's like that they, died for Loki. It's like, it's like they buffed Snowguard specifically for Loki, and it's like, hey guys, we buffed Snowguard. Here you go. And then you start putting it in other decks, and you get that like meme, like, no, not like that. <laughs> so, so they true. nerfed it. They nerfed Snowguard now, so it's really only now relevant in the deck they wanted it to be relevant in. That that kind of it's that's just a, no fun. Like it's, it's so a, it feels it, bad, right? It feels forced, right? It feels like they're trying to tell mm -hmm. us what to play. And like one of the joys of card games is being able to experiment and, you know, brew decks and find new things. And it feels like a lot of the changes they're making are trying to force you. This is the way you're playing the game this month, guys. And in you a lot better of ways, like it. Snap is the first truly digital card game. Now, Bear with me for a second, because that's a bit of a statement. <laughs> but when you look at games like Hearthstone, um, which is, you know, probably the, the, the single biggest basis for comparison, it shares a lot in common with paper card games, right? Set releases at quarterly or, or three times annually releases. Hearthstone is six now, but, but I digress. Rotation. Um, metagames are formed by the cards coming in and the cards rotating out or snap everything is just static and so in order to have that 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 dynamism you, you got to change the cards fairly heavy handedly if you're not going to have things rotate in and out so it, it it's kind of what they need to do if they truly don't think they they want to have rotation because look what happened at Ru with runeterra right runeterra mm -hmm. tried to walk that line too and they ended up following the more traditional kind of route that magic the gathering kind of set the stage for um almost 30 years ago mm -hmm. um so yeah i i just i don't know it, it, it's hard to contend with because you're ex it's almost like to nate's point earlier you can't get too invested in the card that you're investing in because it'll change yeah, and 100%. you know it's funny. I I got really disappointed. I skipped the anime Snowguard variant um, the day before it got buffed, and I was like, "Shoot, I'm disappointed. I missed that. I'll have to get it next time." And now mm -hmm. it it it's already been reverted or not reverted, but but changed significantly, such that I probably would hesitate to pick up the variant again, anyways. Right? So it's like you you kind of have to treat it like a gacha game, right? You just get the get the cards you like, the characters you like, and then hope they become relevant. The difference being is that most gacha games don't have like a sweaty PvP element, so it's kind of 
They I make know. a lot do, don't they? It's like, I don't know. I'm not a gotcha expert, at least in terms of regular mobile games. Like, I was talking to Safety about this when he was in chat earlier when I was streaming. It's like, a lot of the a lot of these type of, at least mobile games, do have a PvP element because they like, like, that's a huge incentive for getting people to, you know, buy into, like, pay-to-win stuff is because people, like crushing other people see like diablo immortal (laughs) yeah yeah you know what so i should just maybe clarify that comment i made had genshin impact and honkai star rail in mind and i realized there are far more gacha games than just yeah they're like outliers right like yeah they've become like gold standards like they're some of the most successful and maybe that's one of the reasons why they're more successful is because people can kind of just chill and do their own thing and you don't feel as screwed by pay to win stuff if you're not trying if you're there up is no the winning computer, that's right? just it right winning is having a good experience yeah um, winning is having fun right and you don't yeah. have as much fun when you're losing and that's going to happen a lot more in pvp when you know someone pays a thousand dollars more than you and and they crush you or whatever uh whereas in a pve game like maybe you get to a boss that's too hard or something but it's just a lot different of an experience um and it, it really does feel like they're going for this living card game approach because they realize it's it's almost like ironic that they the I think the reason they go for this uh aspect of like living card game is because they're thinking people get too invested in their cards because you know you level up by upgrading your cards and you get variants and splits. So like they're worried if people ever were told, "Hey, no more playing Iron Man in this format" or insert X card. Uh people would just get angry or quit. But ironically, this is resulting in a similar thing now, except it's just happening all the time instead of like once a year. <laughs> except when except when there's like a new movie coming out, you know, what happens when they reboot the Fantastic Four? You know, are they going to have to like fix Galactus? <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Will yeah, he'll be the, a... the big bad for the month. You can, can I just... I'll... So the term big bad has kind of largely become irrelevant with the elimination yeah. of series drops, but I I am going to push back on that. Big bad has become relevant, but the vernacular of 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 the word has has changed. It's changed meaning. Yep. It just means the card is just bad, right? Galactus Unless you're high evo. big bad. Thanos very big and very bad. <laughs> and Kang okay. is it's king wrong. of the big bads, right? Like never never saw kang's time in the sun like kang's time in the sun was like the first three days while people were arguing whether it was the best card ever made or the worst and i think everyone landed on it's the most annoying card ever made because it doesn't do anything except extend the game quite a bit and if people are playing it every round in conquest it really becomes a head desk situation right so it's like and evo evo i need to say something about kang because i had a funny (laughs) kang moment today so I was playing, a, I think it was just a random ladder game, and I thought I was going to win. My opponent, Boomer, snapped me. I was like, I don't know, I think I'm in a pretty good spot. And then they played Shadow King to steal a lane and Iron Lad, and I was like, ah, they got me. And then a weird black bar came up on the screen. I was like, what's going on? And then the turn reset. <laughs> the Iron Lad hit Kang. <laughs> oh. And there's not an animation for it. But it reset the turn, and also that's a lore win, because Iron Lad is a Kang variant, for anyone who doesn't know the lore, uh, that I certainly didn't know before uh, I learned yes. about that card. I know Blue's favorite thing, lore wins. 
But it was just, it was a moment. And I was like, wow, Kang did his job. He helped with the cube equity, except this time for me and not the opponent. (laughs) Oh, Kang. Yeah, the big bads are all terrible. The best big bad is Jeff, and it's just big, big well, good Jeff. Evo's still the Evo's the last one standing. Evo at this is point, like right? one or two nerfs away from joining Thanos and Galactus. He probably will eventually. Get I mean, this, Cyclops right? is like yeah, like Cyclops is still too good. Like, and in fact, um, you know, early early data day one data patch. I think that people were calling Evo for Evo's death as premature. One, it's still seeing a very high rate of play, and two, it's sporting a respectable win rate. It's not not amazing, but it's not bad. It's 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 up there. It's still t- almost ten percent at infinite. Um, it's a budget deck too, and I think that's one reason they're maybe hesitant to to touch it. Like I don't think it needs touching, but I didn't think a lot of other things needed touching. So what does that matter? But the Evo is nice because Evo is like a really good on-ramp for if you're like a newer player and you're looking up what's good and you don't have any of these cards. You don't even have most of the pool three cards, right? So even like these quote unquote budget lists, content creators try and put out of, hey, no pool four or five cards. Well, I'm missing Magneto. I'm missing Lockjaw. I'm missing whatever, right? You're, you we all know that experience from suffering through it. Oh, hey, budget oh, yeah. list. Oh, I'm missing a key card. I can't play it. I have all the other 11, but it doesn't matter because I'm missing the key card. And uh, High Evo fixes that, right? Because the only pool three Evo card is Wasp uh, in terms of like the base Evo stuff. Now, if you want an optimized Evo deck, sure, you might need Wave and Doom or whatever. But I, I think you could probably have a pretty decent experience just throwing the Evo cards together with like sunspot and storm and whatever and it's a much better on-ramp than having to play devil dino for i don't know <laughs> like a thousand or two thousand collection levels classic patriot or yeah no it, it's it's definitely a good build around it's also just it it's it's a very um it it's a nice play play pattern for some i really like the consistency of having three powerful one drops it makes your curve outs really consistent um the animations I, I are fun too like i as yeah. as much hate as cyclops gets i love his little pew pew like it's fun it's cool yeah wasp used to do pew pew too but i still like yep. the single pew yeah no i i play a lot of evo um in in various forms uh it's kind of been the competitive deck that i can I can stomach or, or, or the one that lets me get away with running lockjaw. But like, you know, again, like I'm, I'm waiting for him to join the rest of his, of his buddies in the big bad uh, pantheon. I mean, yeah. like the, the, the big bad, this idea that like there are perma series five cards is, is non, is like a non thing now because that was under the expectation that everything was going to drop at a timed interval that you could predict around. And they basically said, Nope. Yeah, it's uh, just gonna... dead. It's gone. It doesn't. Yeah, it's just gone. Like, and I and they said forever ago. Well, it'll come back at some point. And then we find out, like I don't know, like two weeks ago, uh, they finally answer one question about it. And it's like, well, series drops are a very heavily debated thing in second dinner. It's like that was an interesting me? comment to me, actually. <laughs> if we can maybe um, uh, double click on that for a second. Um, generally speaking, when you are communicating uh, an organization's position, you communicate the position. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that that they alluded to the not alluded just outright said that it's hotly debated that means there is someone or a group making this decision and there's another individual or collection of individuals that are opposed to it that's not exactly a very unifying uh front to to kind of say that i i wonder how much factionalism there is within the small second dinner group or perhaps maybe this was a uh this was a an attempt to try and deflect from the uh the uh, unpopular decision but um yeah, yeah I, I just i thought point. that was just an odd comment to make um i don't yeah, know it, it rubbed me like it's funny because uh, so originally my hypothesis right was and a lot of other people came to the same conclusion i did was well we've noticed howard we noticed stegron we've noticed tribunal we've noticed these cards that they're not showing up in these data mine spotlights for the future and so Iron Lad, another big one, um, Jeff. So we noticed these cards, and but particularly the ones that haven't even been in a spotlight once, like Jeff or Stegron. And those aren't exactly super played or sought after cards, right? I'm sure they have their handful of enjoyers. I can think of at least one person who likes Howard the Duck. And uh, but I Are think we naming it's... and shaming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think they know who they are, um, but I don't. <laughs> I think you do. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, the, the <laughs> point the point is nice try. that the the thought process was well. These cards aren't particularly powerful. They aren't particularly sought after, and I can't imagine they're going to encourage someone opening a spotlight cache. So these naturally make sense to be series dropped, right? And long ago in the past, they said, well, you know, with series drops in the future, with these flexible drops, maybe sometimes we'll drop a card from five to three right away. Uh, still waiting for that. Probably will be waiting for eternity for that to happen. But they said that. And so I think a lot of people were like, well, these cards aren't being featured because, hey, they'll resume series drops in October or November. And then they're going to drop Howard, and they're going to drop Stegron, and that's why they're not in the spotlights. It's all going according to plan, guys. And then that then that theory was set on fire when we got another Q&A response, which was basically like, oh no, the only reason some cards aren't featured is because we don't have the variants for them. Uh, it's, there's not anything deeper there. <laughs> and, wow. That's so lame. I... It's, it, it doesn't even make sense. Because now, this this past week, the other week, we have a high Evo repeat, or is it this week? I I don't even know. It's uh, this week. It I'm trying week. to yeah. I'm trying to get it for my kid because it's a good card. Yeah, you're trying to get him the card, not the variant. The yeah, just the base card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, we're it's, we're we're gambling. We opened the first one yep. and, and oh, got an X. Card. We got an X twenty three, which is actually like so. At I'm just playing card. playing series five is a high roll too. Yeah, I, we're playing destroy, and it's a good card in destroy actually. So it's fine. I was kind of happy to get it, but it better than one K tokens, right? Oh, Especially we open, when you're we, missing a lot of cards. Then we opened the second one and got a Mobius, which is all not, right. That's good. Hey, at least it's not I mean, Kang. No, I know, I know. So there's two left, and I don't know if we'll be able to get. The, Another one I'd by the, the 50, oh well yeah if you don't get the if you don't have enough we'll see I mean it's it, it resets Monday right so we've got yeah. t tonight tomorrow and all weekend so we'll see how much we can do it's a fifty fifty but I think it's worth because high Evo on in a free to play account would be very nice so we'll see 
Oh, this is this is great. Please help me allocate my variance budget. My card game is dying. Stop spending fifty thousand dollars on null variants. No. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> no, it's like eighteen variants or something. But yeah, so like Haivo's repeating, and worth noting when the spotlight system came out, they directly said, No, we will never repeat variants in the spotlight system. That's a direct quote. And it was followed up with more recently. Like, well, we didn't intend to do this, but there are some complications, and High Evo is a very demanded card. Hey, so zombies! We decided to do this. How yeah. many? How many spotlight caches do you have saved up? You're gonna make me count. I've Not got... spotlight. Sorry, um, the the non-spotlight ones, the the okay. um, the so... collectors' reserves or whatever they're mm. called. I still have to count because um, oh. I don't know how many are not spotlight. No, oh well, okay. just give me the number. I will assume a percentage of them are spotlights. You don't Let have me, to. I have to look at my phone because it doesn't. It doesn't tell me. Can all right? Well, let's guess. Name. Let's guess. I'm going to say 130. Well, before you guess, wait. I want to preface. I have opened some this month because I wanted credits. And I'm probably... He wanted because, gold tickets. He's such a liar. Yeah. And I'm probably going to, on the first day of the season or whatever, I'm probably just going to rip them for free content because they basically outright said, we're not going to adjust the collector's reserves in the foreseeable future. Okay, you just made my point for me. So you're telling me they made a statement that they're going to do something or not do something. They said they were going to put how, the updated well, avatars in them, though. They did say that. Well, not, they did say I don't that, care but, about the avatars. But, but hang on, hang on, hang on. So when the spotlights came out, unequivocally, they said, we're not yeah. going to do any repeats. No how, no way, no nowhere. It'll never happen. And then like a month later, yeah, we ran out of variants. So shucks. <laughs> So like I'm I'm not opening any any collectors yeah. reserves because right now they're saying they're not going to do anything and then three four months later if even that long they'll 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 completely flip flop on it I That's I am totally not going to get punished by opening them I've I, already I, been punished so many times yeah. by opening them um, I don't condone opening them me. like it's not advice actually one of the main reasons I'm going to do it is because I want to show people how like not enjoyable they are to open to discourage people from opening them i open that's that's kind of good I open i'm gonna mine, open it and be like this is what i got like i didn't really like it's gonna be a bunch of variants some credits a bunch of useless gold tickets and a few pittances of 100 tokens like it's but it's free content and i want to use it for splits and the thing is, I like saving them in batches anyway even if i wasn't doing this for like the chance that it gets better eventually I think it's more fun for me to save up like 50 of them and just do it all at once rather than because when you open them one by one, they're just so boring. Like, oh, I got a gold ticket. This actually feels worse than if I got nothing. Like at least when I open a bunch at once, I, I get the small dopamine of, oh, I got a variant that I might use someday or or what or credits that I can use for a split. Like it doesn't feel as bad to open them in batches and you know it also what? makes for free content. I opened mine but it was mostly because I got sick of trying to figure out how many spotlight caches I had. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You have to count every time. I have 78 caches total and I think like 12 of those are spotlights I haven't counted, but I used to have over 100. I probably ripped like probably ripped at least 30 or 40 this month. Uh just like going for credits for some splits I wanted to get. I'm sitting um, at uh, six spotlight caches now, so I'm pretty happy with that. And I think I've got about 4K tokens, something like that, after buying Mobius. I have nine. Okay, okay. I'm going to be... We're doing all right, then. I'm going to be 
using eight in October plus the six thousand tokens. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. October is an expensive month, but I, I mean, I think that if I was going to not get the things that I wanted and just get the things that I need, it probably would be four caches and no tokens. Oh, you know what? Hey, we should talk about before it gets too late. We want to talk about Kitty Pride or or some of these other. Um... Yeah, this is Kitty's the main one, right? Loose, uh, loose right. episode. So, it, yeah, Kitty Pride. I I think that this is one that I'm not like I'm annoyed as I'm the Kitty gamer of the group. I suppose. Well, we all um, played a ton of it. I mean, I I yeah, I've I I got my Vandy Avatar with her the other night. <laughs> well, I mean, great card. Played the deck. Yeah. The other night. I, I just the deck's think still good, by the way. Everyone... It's not trash. People people are saying, oh, Kitty's useless, and don't get me wrong, no, it hurts. Uh, El- but... Elsa, like, I mean, you just need to read Elsa, and that's the next month's Battle Pass card, and it totally makes sense. And yeah. I didn't even realize this, because last month was a five-week month. This is a four-week month. But, like, the OTAs today, as broadcast uh, Thursday, September 28th, and Elsa releases uh, Monday the 2nd, so in what? three four nights yeah so this Monday is their night, last chance yeah. to do anything so yeah they they know well, it's not their last be... chance because they're gonna do something in the patch and that that's also like yeah so but like they would be monday night will be ruined ruined well no they because hmm. the patch is always on like well not always but so far traditionally the new card comes out monday night and then the patch is on tuesday right that's how it went last month and they confirmed that it's going to be uh next week the yeah patch. they did confirm it yeah. so we know it's coming and now it seems like they've fully realigned to have their patch at the start of the season which is good many of us asked for this it was always weird how the patch was like two tuesdays into the month like a week and a half into the season it, it was just strange it's it's nice that it's all lined up i think i think that's good um especially with like how they have the ota timing but they basically said well, these changes aren't the only changes, and I think they said this because they knew the reaction was going to be bad, and they needed to say something about Loki without saying something about Loki directly. And so they basically did, and they're like, in this next patch, we're going to have some more changes, some specifically to adjusting the power and cost of card generation cards. To I, I need to find the exact wording, because it's, it's so funny to me how they worded it. Here it is. This change is the first of a larger series of adjustments you'll see go live in next week's patch, as we shift the cost and power of several small cards that add cards to your hand to get a more diverse spread of enticing options for different goals and play styles. Sentinel's that is going to become a 1-3. So <laughs> oh my god, if they touch Sentinel, I'll lose my mind. No, <laughs> they it, won't because he's series 1 or 2. Yeah, so. it's going to be like Cable or Mirage or Maria Hill. Those are my guesses. Maybe they knock a power off Coulson, who knows. But they're basically going to screw with the Loki curve of card generation is what that reads to me. And it's just another instance of, hey... Yeah, we get it. Loki's a bit much, but we don't really want to touch him because we sold him and we plan to sell him again. And we like this effect and we want it to be a thing. So we're going to adjust other stuff. And the way they dress it up is so disgusting to me. They're dressing it up as well. We want these cards to be viable in a different variety of play styles. Get the out of here, dude. Like, come on. They'll, They'll nerf it in October after no they won't i'm i'm (laughs) hot take i'm calling it now loki will not be directly nerfed in the month of october it will not happen do you think let me ask you a question it's going to be cards around it do you think that they'll make loki like they'll go the lore route and make loki a a 
the big bad. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, it, it it doesn't matter, right? Like, the, it it only serves them negatively to outright say, "Hey, this is becoming a big bad." Especially, they get so much blowback for doing that to a season pass card. They won't. But the, they won't. The beauty say of that. the new system is they don't need to say anything because right. they're all big bads if they're series five because nothing drops. So it's like it's. It does. It already. It's a big bad, and for all intents and purposes, of trying to get the card outside of caches, like it, it's just like it's like Blue mentioned earlier. It doesn't matter if something's a big bad or not, because the term has lost all meaning. And it's funny because we hoped that would happen, but monk, the monkey's paw curled, and not it like didn't this. happen in the way we wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the I, monkey's I paw. Loki, if I had to guess, what's going to happen to Loki is. I imagine Loki's incredible stat line changes. Um, the cost could go up or the power could go down. I also think that the discount, at a minimum, doesn't discount it below one, making it in line with all the other freaking cards that don't do that. They um, actually addressed that specifically. I don't know if you saw this one, Blue. But they were basically not. like, we like putting that restriction in ongoing effects and not one-time effects. It was basically the response to people asking, like, why doesn't Loki... Well, that, that's kind of... So this is interesting because I know that Loki's <laughs> effect is not ongoing mm-hmm. in the literal sense of the definition as it relates to the game mechanics. But it's yeah. also not a one-time effect either because the cards that you get that are discounted remain discounted in perpetuity for the rest of the game. Therefore, one could make an argument, and that's the argument I'm making right now, that it 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 is it is a one time effect, but it you know one time effects typically do not last for the duration of the entire game to the extent that having a handful of discounted cards can. Well, they kind of do, right? Iceman lasts, right? And that's like the inverse, right? Yeah, but that's one card. This is this is. Oh, it's way. It's not nearly as powerful. For yeah, sure. I agree. I get what you're saying. I think if they wanted to tweak like that, so Iceman doesn't make cards cost zero, but. True. I, I think uh, if they wanted to make a tweak like that, I think just purely off of wording issues, they wouldn't like it like that. And I think they'd be more inclined to go a route of next turn, they cost one less or something because it's more I, I eloquent. They just do they ever just kill the discount completely? No, because that's why they made Mobius. <laughs> well, but I mean, we all bought Mobius, so. All right. So maybe in like two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean in October. I agree. With yeah, you. The best I mean, thing that's I don't think they will October though. Is Loki becomes like a three four or like a four or five? Like yeah. that. That's at most, and that will be the last OTA of the month, like right before Halloween, right? You know, like because we got we had the OTA, then we have the patch, then there's gonna be two weeks, so it'll be the one two weeks after the the patch. That so the stat line, the earliest the stat line will change will be the week of the 16th. So the Thursday, the 19th is when that OTA is else. You're right. It'll be the, it'll be the actual full patch in November. I, just I don't honestly, see this happening like, even yeah. like long-term, I think if they do adjust the card long-term, they they've, they've set up their camp. They're ready to die on the hill of this card being something they want as an option for people in the game. And looking at how many people defend the card, there's clearly an audience for it. And I get it, because even though it's not my cup of tea, and I absolutely despise playing against it, I can understand the appeal people find in the card. Because it makes you have a different outcome every game. And you, or not every game, but a lot of games, you're having a different outcome. And like I think mechanically, they like what it's doing. 
It's an iconic character, and they don't want to mess with it that much. So I think if they do ever change anything about the card, aside from nerfing around it, the likely thing that happens is it receives a slight power decrease, and no longer a 3-5. I don't think they're going to touch the cost modifications, and honestly, at this point, after seeing Mobius around, I don't think they're going to touch it being a 3-drop either. I think if anything happens to it directly in the future... It's they're gonna make it a three four like it uh, it was originally a three four by the way before release or a three three or whatever, but it's that that's my long term prediction on Loki. I think they have made like they, they I think they have their mind made up about it, um, and I don't think that is something that is likely to change because it clearly seems to be something they want and something a certain part portion of the player base enjoys. I just wish it was treated with more scrutiny because I'll tell you what, I would rather someone try and Galactus me every game than lose to my own cards. That's a personal preference, but it's a different world to me. (laughs) I find the Loki game plan far more tilting than the Galactus one. The whole thing with the collector and the out of control scale and I don't know, the whole thing is just a big feels bad. And they do, you know what's ironic and funny here is a lot of the arguments people used against Galactus, people are like, oh, well, Galactus is really counterable. And it is. But a lot of the arguments people didn't like against that were, well, I don't want to have to run debris or arrow in every deck. And Loki is that to 11. Because Loki says, hey, I you can't run like generically good cards or they'll punish you for it. And that is that's had such a crazy warping effect on deck building. We're finally starting to see it unwind a little bit because Mobius has released and the popularity of Loki has died down a bit. But I legitimately don't think I can remember a time where a single card has like had such a crazy impact on just how people build decks. Like, yes, something's overpowered and people play it, but like... Warping to this extent really feels like next level where people are playing Cerebro 3 and Phoenix Force just so that they have to have a deck where all the pieces line up to work so when Loki takes it, they're bad. But as we're seeing now, Loki goes down in popularity and suddenly, surprise, surprise, Cerebro 3 and Phoenix Force are still in the dumpster because anything that's not Loki gets their just lunch ate by it. So, Or, or they get their lunch ate by it. So it's, it's just... it's. It, it it really, and I've seen so many people say this, and I've said it a bunch, it feels like you're playing the matchup, the, the flipping a coin in Q game, rather than playing a game of Marvel Snap. And that's terrible. Losing yeah. to your own cards is awful. Yeah. And we've seen this in Hearthstone and a number of other card games. Hearthstone, I think, is the main one where I think they've done that a few times, right? Like, who doesn't remember Mindrender and Lucia? That was certainly a card people loved, right? <laughs> it, it was, uh, I think there are a few things as tilting as losing to your own cards. And Loki adds an extra level of tilt where not only are you losing to your own cards and you're getting punished for what you decided to include in your deck and what you wanted to play, but they're doing it better than you. And that's just like, yeah, they're be... like rubbing your face in it. They didn't have to build their deck in a way to do all your strategies and because they have so many cards in hand and they get half your deck most of the time they just get a benefit from it for less and it's that's, Sarah that's so was a 5-5 five, five ongoing that got nerfed to a 5-4 and that's with yeah. your own cards Loki is a 3-5 Sarah so you fill your hand with junk and then you get a handful of 
you know, seemingly. And you get a payoff for it, right? You're juicing a collector to the moon. Like, yeah, yeah, it's I didn't have that. It's it's really it's really stupid. So the Loki will die. It'll probably get a a slight stat um, bump in the second OTA in October. And then they'll finally put it to pasture in November. I don't even think I think if they do the stat thing, it won't even be until November there because the, really? their goal, I think, right yeah. now is to just they're trying to knock it down without touching the main card, because I think this is my little conspiracy theory or whatever. I think they learned a hard lesson of Zabu and, and to sur- or surfer into Zabu months. Remember that statement they put out? about understanding the gravity of of adjusting season pass cards and yada yada it feels like they had a lot more respect for balance back then uh in terms of maybe not how they're balancing the game but at least to to put out a statement like that where they were like hey we get it uh season pass cards you know you bought this card and now it's changing and we're you know usually very selective about this they they understood the gravity of doing that probably threatened people's confidence in buying future season pass cards right otherwise they wouldn't have wrote that and i think what's happened now is because i can think of at least like a handful of people i know who after that happened and i'm not saying these people were satisfied with the zabu or surfer metagames but as a direct response to that they didn't buy a pass ever again or didn't buy a pass for months uh in response to that because they felt like they had gotten the rug pulled out from under them they paid for this card they were using it it became a lot worse and they don't want that experience again do you think people avoided buying the uh, battle pass cards because they nerfed sabu and silver server i think there is definitely a decent portion of the player base like uh i know gasu for example was uh he, he i'm pretty sure he stopped buying passes entirely after he didn't he didn't Zabu. stop he didn't stop buying them because of Zabu. No, he Did said he? that. Yeah. He? he said after Zabu and Surfer, that's when he was like, nah, I see what they're doing here. And I I mean we could double check with him sometime. But I, 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 he I'd said that directly at one point to me, and I and he's not the only person I've heard say that. Now not everyone is a strict, well, I'm never doing it again, but I know some people who didn't feel secure in buying a pass for a while because of that. Uh, and these are people who don't spend a lot of money on the game. In some instances, the pass was the only thing they bought. Um, so I think that's a very legitimate concern for them from a business side. So what they'd rather do is instead of introduce this risk of people being mad about this and not buying future passes or not feeling secure and, oh, hey, Elsa looks overpowered. Are they just going to nerf her too in a month? I think what they want to do is they want to nerf around it because then they can still sell the card later. Like, they're going to sell Loki later. They want him to still be desirable. But hey, they don't have to worry about selling Cable or Coulson or Maria Hill. Um, and oh, that's man. just Can you imagine that. if Cable was a season pass card? There'd be riots and blood in the street. I'm excited for Elsa, but I'm also kind of terrified. The fact that they're pre-nerfing Kitty Pride to, like, 1-0 is kind of very telling. You know what's um, but you know what's more telling though? It's not even the one zero. It's the extra line that they put at the end of it that every Kitty Pride enjoyer, you should take this line as a precautionary tale. So this change is a little presumptive, uh, preemptive. We expect Kitty would be too strong in October. The second part of that though, and we'll likely continue to explore different executions of Kitty for a future patch. What does that tell me? <laughs> What that tells me, 
they already know Kitty is going to probably be top tier with Elsa, even with this nerf. And they're probably already working on a redesign for Kitty for late October, early November. Probably I mean, early November. The only November. thing they can do at this point is increase her uh, base cost. No, I think they're going to rework the card. I, I think they're actually so going to... So you're telling me they're going to rework no. Kitty Pride before Galactus? I'm sorry. Take yes. note of the time. <laughs> that, that just blew my mind. Because like, just... they've already reworked Kitty, right? They already Not redesigned really. Kitty once. I mean... It, no, she was. Uh, I mean, she, she does something similar in concept, but they had to think about how long Kitty was out of the game. Like, I'm losing they, my mind here. Like, and, and the reason I'm losing my mind is not the audacity of of your suggestion, but the yeah, fact that I get it, it. It, it, it it's just it it just has the right ring of insanity to be true. Like, yeah. I see. I, like, this is gonna. Why happen, else would right? they say that if they weren't prepared? Like, oh, they have no reason man. to include that line. If they aren't already actively working on different designs for Kitty Pride, like well, they're, all they're doing is setting people's like they're just setting expectation uh, for because uh, otherwise they would just leave it at well we're doing this because you know she would be too strong next month with the new card and leave it at that. There's no reason they would say that if they weren't already working on different designs to find a place where it's not as OP. Because and we never said what Elsa did for anyone who doesn't know what Elsa does. When you play, she's a 2-2. When you play a, a card and it fills a lane, that card gets plus three power. So Kitty Pride, Jeff, Mysterio, all go to the moon with this card. Because you hit once off of it, it's a 2-5 in stats. Oh, man. You hit the twice, Jeff. it's a 2-8. You hit thrice, it's a 2-11. You know and... who I feel bad for in October? The oh. Jeff holdouts. If there are any of you left, I'm sorry. <laughs> because mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he... i think he's coming back in spotlight caches oh wait <laughs> he's not <laughs> yeah um big bad elsa, elsa's gonna be a strong spotlight pass card and ben as said it's gonna be bad so you know it's gonna be good <laughs> oh, oh there you go ben ben from work <laughs> did, did ben really say that yes he said that in my chat today he said she's bait. so uh, <laughs> but like yes the, the the opposite of what Ben said being true is is like there are cave cave scrawlings going back to the Stone Age that confirm that, but mm. he's not the type of I, I don't think Kitty Pride and like Floodboard kind of that's not really his thing right so uh, he I'm just doesn't th I don't think it's they thought the card isn't appealing he thinks it's not going to be good which hey fair to each their own I could totally most people eat crow don't on realize this. though and and I didn't realize this either. like I thought it was pretty good but then I realized that. It doesn't have to be the lane that Elsa's in. It's just any lane. It yes, it's up. any lane. Yeah. And some people thought it buffed Elsa. No, it buffs the card that does that. And it, it's specifically when played. So the Squirrel Girl tokens, Ultron, those tokens aren't getting a buff, right? Unless, you know, they're helping to close the lane and then the card you play after closes it. Gale. They're not getting the buff. But Mysterio is the like only card in the game that creates multiple things that all have a play trigger, as we've seen with Hitmonkey and Bishop. So, and all these cards, Kitty, Mysterio, Jeff, they're already in the bounce deck. You don't have to build yeah. a new deck with these cards. The deck is already built. You make a one-card substitution. So here's an interesting thing about Snap. Like, any time a card in Hearthstone got released that had mana cheat, I would always say this is a card to pay attention to because even if it doesn't have an immediate effect, it always has the potential to break the game. I think mana cheat or power cheat in Snap is also a thing to look out for. For sure. But I think low-key, 
like the thing that you also should look out for in Snap is scale. Low key or Loki? <laughs> ha ha ha! No one's yes. tired of that joke yet. No, especially not me. Although I said it and I didn't intend to, so I'll I'll have to be more self conscious of that. But but scale cards that scale. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Kitty Pride, really Kitty, strong cards. Scale Angela, like... yeah. So Elsa is going to be really strong because not only is it a card that can be played early that scales, that scale can be um, distributed uh, mm -hmm. across the board. And you said this earlier, zombies, that like you know decks that can like bounce is good right now, um, even potentially after the kitty nerf without Elsa because bounce threatens to be able to compete for any lane and kind of shift its game plan on a dime mm -hmm. that scale and 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 where that scaling can occur i think else is going to be really strong i don't know if it'll be as strong as loki we can't really know until we get a chance to play with the card but like i don't yeah, think it I will think be but it'll be you know what it's like we got surfer into loki we got surfer into zabu in my opinion these seasons are the reverse loki's the zabu elsa's the surfer okay yeah, I, I am. Like similar like levels. That. Makes sense. Uh, I, to this, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because there's been so many balance changes, but to this day, I'm still mourning the, the nerf of Silver Surfer. Damn, I miss. I mean, he'd be way too good now. And it's funny because we were looking at the conquest stats, and at least first day conquest after the patch, Iron Surfer, whatever, is uh, by far leading the pack. Like uh, Iron Patriot doesn't doesn't yeah, Iron... surfer does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it oh, yeah surfer so for it the broodlings. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, yeah, it, yeah. it is. It is, and I mean, obviously, it's day one. Take it with a grain of salt, and that is imperfect. And whatever. Look at this. It runs. It runs but... all the hits. It runs Iron Lad. It runs Alioth. It runs Doom. It's I, you know. Yeah. Well, not all of them run Doom. Uh. So like the, I think the contention with it right now is like doom as a top end or uh i think sometimes they swap that for uh what's his name legion is another really popular top end in that safety's been doing really well with it a lot of players have been doing well with it i see it a lot in conquest it's by no this means is, this is just today's very, stat very good. that i posted in the chats 840 games since the ota went live in conquest with a 62 percent win rate um maybe this was what i need to be playing I don't know. I'm stubborn. It's good. Though. It's simple. It works. It wins. It's uh, I like it. And look at it has decent popularity, but look at the win rate compared to the rest of the pack. Now, obviously, it's you know it's the first day. Yeah, personally, I think Doom is a little overkill. I think it's going like a bit too deep on the the lad because you already have a million and one good lad hits i think the reason you play doom is um you're not if running you miss you're not running wave and you're not running mobius so this is kind of a way to mitigate a yeah the new ones wave. run mobius i've found mobius is the card that they've been slotting in this deck because it makes it makes the loki matchup probably a little bit better it makes you less bad into wave Lo so the two cards this is missing from like the lists i've seen have been uh mobius and then legion legion I think Legion is just kind of almost always better than Doctor Doom, with the exception of Doom is a really good lad hit. The lists running Mobius on Untapped have very low play rates, but they they have decidedly lower win rates. Um, it's interesting. Mobius might not be needed because th again, this isn't a deck that really. It's, it's one not day. trying to benefit It'll... from Mobius. It's trying to yeah. use it 
defensively rather than like offensively when when the data is this low a bad okay excuse me i don't want to be uh condescending here a player of potentially <laughs> lesser skill or someone who's not familiar with the deck can really skew the results so i think that yeah with such this is a deck to watch sizes. over the next few days um, I'll say this though, while I might be indifferent towards Galactus, I am an Alioth enjoyer. So like in the month of September, if if you fell on Team Loki or Team Alioth, I'm definitely Team Alioth. Although the thing is is that I the fact that it's been like reduced to this binary I find very frustrating. Um and that's why actually we kind of wanted to have this impromptu when we saw the OTA this morning. We we're just reacting to it in our group chat and we're like, this is <laughs> this is obviously a topic we're all very impassioned about. Um, I, I guess, you know, to quote Dave Chappelle from 25 years ago, I wish I had four thumbs so I could give this OTA four thumbs down. And it's just on the back <laughs> of Galactus alone. Um, I don't know. Like, I, it's like, I don't like Galactus. I don't like playing it. Like, when I was playing that alley off, like, ramp deck with Galactus, I like the one with... <laughs> um, Black Panther and Zola better. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't. It never got me angry to lose to it. But I, I, I also think that just nerfing it like this just seems so, so overkill. And I, I mean, time will, time will prove whether this was overkill or if it was warranted. I ran a poll. I like that you you mentioned the camps of like Loki or Alioth. I also like that I've got a bunch of people saying it that way because I know factually it's incorrect, but I don't care. I'm going to keep saying it that way. It's like Binks and Magento farms engagement, and I just Wait. prefer to say it. It's, <laughs> it's like Goliath. No, Eliath? it's like Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, I have but I'm not going to yeah, change yeah. it. I'm, is that I'm how you? Keep... It is. Why Trust is me, I've been corrected so many times. <laughs> It's just a made-up word. It doesn't matter. It's not a real thing. Magento? It's a character from <laughs> yeah, a yeah. television Biggs series. That's calling a giant Magneto pile. Magento for like the better part yeah. of the year. And like, it's genius. It, it farms engagement. And honestly... I, I, it prints money. <laughs> it's like, that's not the main reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I just prefer to say it. And sometimes I'll flop back and forth between the two. No one's for ever anyone me. wondering, I, I'm aware. And I'm going to continue infecting the population of saying it wrong just to bother you. Um, <laughs> a liar. It just doesn't sound as nice. Uh, anyway, I I did a poll and I was just, like, so like there are two camps. Famine and Rider all over again. Sorry. Yeah. And Loki Enjoyer, Alioth Chad. Which one do you fall into? And so those are two options, and the other two options were I like both and I hate both. And I found the results to this fascinating. So and obviously I... this is skewed, right? Like this is people who interacted with me on Twitter, like. I'm not saying this is representative of the larger population. I just found it cool. Like, it was interesting to see. 850 people voted. 17.1% voted for Loki. Loki Enjoyer. 26.7% voted for being an Alioth Chad. 30.6% like both. And 25.6% hate both. I'm pretty sure it's that's what divided. I voted. I'm, I'm going to check right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I voted I hate both, but like that was more an indictment of the metagame than the card itself. The card is fine. yeah, yeah, for sure. When did you uh, run the poll? What day? September sixteenth. So like two, like I don't know, like a few days or week. Oh, after I Alioth interesting. I surprised myself. I voted I like both. Wait, I didn't <laughs> You're like agent of chaos. 
I, I don't like Loki, though. I hate You're messing Loki. with the polls. I must have misclicked. <laughs> I really don't like Loki. I haven't... All right, You probably fact. meant I hate both. Or yeah, I, I think I meant to click I hate both, because I, I certainly don't like Loki. I, I have not played a single game of Loki. I do not own a Loki booster. I have not even frame-breaked the card. I um, loathe actually, it. if you did the pass, you have some Loki boosters. Oh, well, I, I have not played a single game. And and I, I I don't know I just I I'm it's it's irrational and it's dumb. You're Blue an Alioth, Chad. <laughs> you passed on the gold because you hate Loki so much. I can yeah. respect being a man of principle to that extent. Well, you know I have a tortured relationship with the weekend missions. Like they feel, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of playing Magic: The Gathering Arena, where where like you you can get four wins and then like in the first four wins you get more like resources than you do for like the back like 16 like the weekend missions are just such a grind that if you're not enjoying it it will really it, it really sours you so i i just stayed away i mean mobius don't get me wrong i i i think having played against loki post mobius it feels way less bad to play against than it did before so it made an impact and it's lowering the amount and that's great because I had a much more enjoyable time playing the game after Mobius came out than I have pre-Mobius. But it's also really messed up that they had to make a card that, like, screwed the game for, like, three weeks, and they put Mobius as the last week of the season. I think the tune of, like, even with Loki being nutty, I think the tune of the season would have been a lot different if Mobius was a first or a second week card. Uh, I think... They let it go on for way too long, and uh, it was not enjoyable for a lot of people. Like, I, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but a lot of Snap streamers have been streaming other games or streaming less Snap. And for a no, lot of them... No, Binx is streaming Snap right now. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Fake news. Um, with the, I guess, the exception of the, the subathons people are doing right now for the end of September. Um... It, like I know Dexter. Dexter is one of, if not, I think the biggest uh, person who streams Snap, and by far one of the biggest YouTube people. And he's been playing other games. And I, I raided him the other day. He was like, "Oh, I hope you're enjoying this wonderful Snap meta as he's playing another game." I'm like, "Yeah, actually, the Hollow Knight meta has been pretty good." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I've been doing dailies although i think i've missed a few missions here and there but i've been playing other games too um i hope next month is better i think that this is like the thing is is that i would care less if you know there are months that i enjoy and there are months that i enjoy less the problem is is that if i take a month off that's it there's no yeah. age there's no mechanism to come back you will be just that much behind like i feel like not hitting your your daily missions every day is such a huge punish in terms of in-game resources. It yeah. it it's it's scary, right? Like I I want to be able to take a break and I can't. And I worry that that's going to um come to a head eventually. So I hope they do figure out a way to uh I need an auto battler. That's why they need another mode. I actually well, think that's yeah. the, I think that's their long-term goal is I think they're going to eventually realize that because we're we're seeing, I think that's where a lot of the controversy comes from right now. Like you kind of nailed it. When there's a month that isn't enjoyable for you, it would be nice just to like peace out and then come back when the next month is enjoyable. 
But the thing is, with how they do their resources and, and how they do card releases, if you do take a month off of not playing the game, you are going to be very far behind. And for a lot of people who are invested, you, I've seen so many times someone's like, well, I wasn't liking it this week and I decided not to do some dailies and I missed my weekly and that was it. Like I broke the I broke the off the treadmill. And I have not come back on. And I know people who fell off and tried to come back on and they fell so far behind. They played for like a day or two and just like, nah, I can't catch up. It's just unreasonable. So I think that's really a pressure point that needs resolving at some point. Because if this is the way they want to do the game where they're going to have drastically different changes and they're going to push certain things in certain months, that's the way they want to do it. Fine. But I think that's where a lot of this pain is coming from is that people feel like if they want to keep up with the game long-term to hopefully be playing in a month, like, let's say we like next month, and next month is way more fun and enjoyable, you have to suffer through this month in order to get there. Uh, if you don't, if you actually want to be able to get the cards for next month without blowing an absurd amount of money. Um, and I, I think that's a big issue, and one I would like to see them figure out an alternative for, whether that's offering better catch-up mechanics for people who take a break, which I think the game frankly needs to do like yesterday uh or giving people an alternative to playing like earning your missions or still getting stuff in game through engaging with the game in a different way like right now our ways of engaging with the game are ladder or conquest it's fairly simple or i guess for some people you know outside tournaments which are essentially just like conquest plus right it's conquest with individual matchmaking um but and like maybe actual real money prizes but there's not a way to like i think hearthstone eventually kind of nailed this right because for some hearthstone players well if they're having a bad time and constructed some of them will just go play battlegrounds or duels or dare i say the dreaded mercenaries don't jinx it don't jinx it that's how you know that's how you know it's time to start wrapping up when zombies <laughs> is advocating to people playing mercenaries like that's, i know there, that's how you know you've hit peak. Hey, code. there are dozens of XP farmers who still use that mode. Thank you very much. Are there really? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's free XP. <laughs> Do they I know Shmoopy Daddy uses it. Yeah, you can still wow. use it for free XP. If you just you just open the game, you start a bounty, you AFK for thirty minutes, you close, you you finish it, and you repeat, and you get free XP. <laughs> I did it like two months ago. <laughs> I did it for like a couple of weeks and it was so much trouble for such a pittance. It, but, yeah, uh, I agree. I tried it once or twice. Oh yeah. It was... It's very little. Like I would do it while I was trying to get some reward or they had, you know, they do those occasional quests now or whatever. And I, I was trying to finish it and I barely did any of it in like the last two days. So while I was editing or doing other stuff, I would just open it. It takes like literally 30 seconds to set it up, set a timer for 30 minutes takes another 30 seconds to end it. It takes like a minute out of your life and it's faster than actually having to play Hearthstone. So, and arguably for, for me more enjoyable sometimes. Um, <laughs> so that was, uh, it, it's just funny, but the, the point stands. And for anyone who did the, the survey in the beginning of when the game came out, um, they basically asked like, what other things would you like to see in snap? And one of the options was an auto battler. And I mean, since, Ben Brode is clearly no stranger to trying to bring over people who were pretty into Hearthstone, as I think a lot of Snap people, not I wouldn't say the majority, but I think a lot of people who ended up in Snap were people who previously enjoyed Hearthstone at some point. I think it's only natural for them to find another way for you to 
make use of this card collection you have outside of their normal mode and auto battler they're popular i mean auto battler was like it, it, it had like such a big phase of being like one of the most popular things and then it kind of died out because nobody could really compete super well it's kind of like battle royales where there were just too many people trying to do it and battlegrounds and tft really kind of rose to the top and that was that but as we've seen with snap you know you never know when another new thing can come knocking and I think something, I don't think it would happen anytime soon, to be clear, but I think that could be a solution to, hey, if I'm not having fun with this month of regular Snap, maybe I play their other Snap mode where I can use my cards, but they're not, it doesn't play like regular Snap. It's just food for thought for the future, because I think it just makes sense. Yeah. Well, I I think that um, November is going to be an interesting month. We've got Loki still terrorizing the metagame. October, right? You mean October? Yeah. Yes, October. Um, (laughs) See, I already want it to be November. There you go. (laughs) October is going to be an interesting month. Um, I just only hope that I'll be able to, like, at least somewhat make my Dark Knight shenanigans somewhat viable. But, uh, hey, I'm still going to get the card because if it sucks, I can expect a buff or a rework. So maybe in a way this is a, a positive have confidence in buying the cards that you like, because even if they're immediately bad, they'll eventually be good. But don't buy unless a card. Unless they're Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> yes, unless they're Lady Deathstrike or Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. But be careful if you buy a card based on its power level alone, because you're you're only going to have that power level for a finite duration. Unless it's a season pass card, in which case they'll nerf like eight things around it. But even that will be finite. I mean, people who yeah, bought Loki it'll get this worse month, eventually, right? Like they Loki will hit Loki is worse now than it was at the start of the month. Yeah, and they will hit it eventually. I mean, you said it probably. yourself. Yeah, probably. we we don't agree on the timing, or we're not aligned on the timing. But I think we're aligned that eventually it will it will not be, be a hit. three five or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably. They will hit its stats. They will hit its mana cheat. They will hit something. things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what happened now, right? It only took it only took Kitty Pride. When did when did we get Kitty Pride back? So she came in in God, February. She was gone for a while, and then yeah, she was she... gone for like a month and a half, and she came back in what, like April? Let's yep. see. Hit monkey is that yeah, right? Because yeah. bounce was the thing. That's April, correct. April May, yeah. So she came back then. So she was gone for a while, and she made it from then. So April or May? Uh, I think it was May. Um, cause I think she was late February and then came back in mid May cause she came back with the full patch, right? And the patch wasn't lined up with the start of the season. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's right. So June, July, August, September, she may have four months. So maybe we have a little bit of an idea of how long these, uh, some of these more nutty cards make it. <laughs> okay. So here's the, the final question of the, of the episode. Are you gonna get the next Kitty Pride Spotlight? Uh, prob- probably not. Even though I really like it, because I have like I think I have all the currently available Kitty Prides. Mm-hmm. I have the wedding one, and I I bought the Volmy one, and I opened the other one. I have the pirate one, and I'm probably gonna buy the hip one because I can make like a full hip bounce deck if I get that in like ice. The Man. hip one never showed up in your shop, huh? No. It showed up on my alt. <laughs> didn't show up in the main. Didn't get Iceman. Didn't get 
didn't get uh, Kitty, didn't get Galactus. Guess I'm kind of happy about the last one. I passed on Hip Kitty. It's so I good. Like, How could you pass on it? It was amazing. It's I'm, good. I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get the Kim Jacinto pass. It's one. really good though. The the Kim Jacinto one. It's not for me. Not liking the artwork. I'm like actually a big fan of Kim Jacinto, but it's the the fact that the week it's in. Um, Oh, we got we got a we got a beautiful comment here. Oh, great! The Snowguard nerf is basically irrelevant. You make it sound like other decks actually cared about using her. Lol. I love Twitter sometimes, man. That card was great, and now it's bad. So many people played it in a lot of different decks. Like, yeah, it, it was like was almost like an auto include. It was so freaking strong. It was a free curve out. I mean, I love comments like that because when when comments you basically are that dumb, you curve out with the you curve out with the with the base and the bear, and then you hold the hawk for like you know mind mind games. It's kind of the nuts, right? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Drew Barry usually has the graphic. I want to just see what the. Uh, the spot uh, here we go the spotlights for the kitty pride week nico and phoenix force so i like yeah, nico yeah. a lot i guess basically what it comes down to is if i decide i don't feel like spending tokens on nico because i'm gonna get nico one way or the other if i decide i don't feel like spending tokens on nico i'll open for nico and if i happen to get kitty pride it's a bonus but especially given that last line about how they're essentially telling us hey in like a month or two or sometime in the future, we're probably going to rework this card. I don't have any confidence in wasting a spotlight on a card. I already have like five good variants for, uh, because like, who knows if the new version of Kitty is a card I want to play with, if they're going to like, I don't have faith. Well, I I already like winning Kitty pride, so I'm chilling. I suspect that when they rework Kitty Pride, we'll do an impromptu episode to rage about it like we just <laughs> did for Galactus tonight. Probably. I, I think that that's probably, uh, for an abrupt stop, a good enough place to end it. I think that we're, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we said what we had to say. Disappointed right? with this balance patch because of the heavy handed treatment of Galactus and everything else is kind of. Well, it was just, it was all bad. What's well, right? everything to me? Because Kitty's just bad. Like, Kitty's bad and, and Snowguard is bad. There's good stuff here. And that's why the reaction to this is so negative. Yeah. Is because it's, it'd be one thing if, like, well, they hit Galactus, but they did some other positive stuff. I think they genuinely found a way to make, like, two or three different portions of the community all mad at once while not giving people very many things to be happy about. And maybe that'll change on Monday with whatever other changes they're doing. I think the shadow of Loki is impacting this too because people are mad things they like are getting changed, but Loki isn't. And people, a lot of people don't like Loki. So it's like kind of... They kind of created a situation here where there was no winning uh, because of how they went about this, I think. Like they did this in a rather poor way well um i think that is a good place to to end it on i i agree with uh, the sentiment um we'll be back to talk about the next balance patch and the release of elsa um and man thing too at that point right yeah are we supposed to meet next week is that the we the... met i think we 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 did the show last saturday right the seventh so or the eighth would be prompty yeah. one yeah well, you know, a lot will change between now and then. So I'm glad that we were able to kind Just of speak about okay. the, the OTA while it was hot off the press. 
Um, yeah, it makes it so... easier for next time too, right? Because then we can talk about the new patch stuff. We can talk about the impact of Elsa without having to like. It's it's nice to be able to talk about this while it's fresh in people's minds, right? And yeah, the impact well, on the game is fresh. Well, I thank you both for taking the time to um, meet with me to speak on this. Um, I think we'll end it there. I'll throw the socials into chat. Um, I think you know that, where to find uh, us. Yeah, yeah at this point, at this point if, if you're, if you're, in you're <laughs> if you're listening to an impromptu episode of the Born to Be Cosmo Marvel Snap podcast, you know where to find us. But if you don't, um, here it's in the chat. And if you're listening um, on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor, uh, our contact info will be in the podcasts description so you can find us there um again you know we 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 come from a place of wanting the game to be the best that it can be and we get frustrated when it falls short of that a little bit and i think unfortunately it fell a little bit short today anyways with that said uh keep it cosmo and we'll be back next week keep it cosmo keep it cosmo enough said bub